2: Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Looking at a professional website without breaking your budget, Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Whitener show, international warring author, Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has great reviews, and Eve Love Enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and M&Ales. So grab your copy today for Goals Missing by Mia Molson-Zia Available on Amazon. Also, check out The Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com. Show.com On over 40 podcast platforms heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take The Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to The Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow The Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to amazon.com and check out the Mike Weidner Show podcast. T shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear makes great gifts 24 7. Go to amazon.com and check out the Mike Weidner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to amazon.com slash me and ZM. for great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles. Also, t shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash me and Mosinzia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Weidner Show on Anchor FM. Hey, pal, the MikeWeidner Show.com. Make sure you give generously today. We're here with a terrific gentleman who is a singer, songwriter, and a leader based in Australia from the UK, which is called Edit the Empire. He started as a concept for a band while working in holiday at a farm as part of his uh, visa assignment. He also formed the band in 2016 with a meeting of friends at um, Cherry Pub in um, Melbourne, and he's got some, her group got releases with their EP, Ray of Light, also featuring the fall, and they got a song that's um current out right now which is a a re-release is called this city is electric and this guy's electric too as well so live ladies and gentlemen from the plus studios somewhere in the beautiful land of down under the multi-talented singer songwriter and leader of edit the empire ladies and gentlemen the multi-talented pat clark pat good morning good afternoon good evening thanks for joining us today
4: hi good morning mike thank you so much for having me on your show mate it's brilliant yeah how are you well, I'm doing
2: great, and thanks for um, being on board as well, too. You've got a terrific story to tell. I'm looking forward to it. You're a singer, songwriter, and you're leader of Ed of the Empire. You're based in Australia. You came from the UK. You started as a concept for a band while you're working on a holiday in the on a farm on a visa on assignment, and you also formed in 2016 with some friends with a meeting at a cherry bar in um, Melbourne, and you have an EP called Ray of Light. You also have The Fall, and also you also re-releasing a single, which is I guess you could say, "New, this city's electric and we're electric about it. And before we talk about that, uh, Pat, tell us how you first got started.
4: Yeah, well, um, I mainly first got started uh, in music and really uh, uh, when I was about 13, 14. Um, I was just uh, I had the pleasure of going on holiday to Australia back in 2000 when I was young and stuff. And uh, a friend kindly lent me um Uh, an album of Nirvana, Um, it was a live album from the Muddy Banks of the Wishka and I remember just listening to that album and it just completely changed my life. I just, um, as soon as I heard it, I just, the the eeriness of the guitars, the power of Kurt's voice and stuff um, just blew me away and I just, uh, when I I made it a a vow that when I get back to England I would start uh, playing guitar and getting into music and stuff and um, so I got back to England and then picked up the guitar uh, also from friends and stuff and also from uh, a teacher that we had a tutor and uh, yeah I was just able to um, get get into music pick up guitar pick up bass and um, played in and out of a few projects from my teens and also in my 20s but um, they never really took off it was sort of different things like punk bands and reggae bands and stuff but um there was quite a good scene in, in my hometown in Exeter, uh, where I was from, because uh, bands like Coldplay and Muse had graced the stage at the local cabin and stuff. And there was uh, generally a good vibe of music in, in the local area. But um, I, I didn't really find that I got, I never really found a project that was really sort of gripped me sort of thing until I was about 25. And then eventually I got uh, into, I started a project called Matronica and it was a dance rock uh, group. Uh, so we blended electronic dance music with rock music. Metronica, um, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think I've mentioned that on, uh, but um, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and that was quite good because we got to blend different um, styles and it was quite an experimental time in my life with music and stuff. And uh, yeah, I was just able to um, play at the local cabin and play at one of the local nightclubs and a few other shows. And that was a great turning point for me as a musician because I was actually playing in front of people. And, you know, the first show we played, we played in front of about 200 people. It was quite a epic first gig and, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> very impressive i've i talked to people who've um you know played the first ever maybe to get like you know three five and maybe at the most 10 people but 200 that's pretty amazing for a first yeah, time ever
4: <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't so much for uh my own sort of fan base it was mainly because the singer we had uh was from a popular punk band before that so he had loads of he knew loads of people in the city he had loads of fans and stuff but um Yeah, but the band, unfortunately, um, I couldn't quite commit to it in the end because I had to I was studying at West London University in London. Uh, It's a music college. Uh, It's also called the London College of Music. And uh, yeah, as I was committing to that and also doing the band, it was just I had to pick one or the other. And unfortunately, I just felt it was best to maybe just um, stick to the studies. So I did some studies and then um, sort of finished up at uni kind of thing. And uh, then uh, I was a bit sort of lost. I didn't really know which direction to go in, which um, what to do with music or where to take my uh, career or whatever. And um, so my family, actually, they were moving out to New Zealand and uh, they offered, did you want to come out just for a year just to clear your head and just take some space and stuff? And. Uh, So I just came out to New Zealand and that was really, it was just amazing. Like New Zealand's a beautiful country. It's really got, you know, pristine beaches, lovely forests. And it's just a, yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. Like if you love nature, it's just really good. Mm. And um, yeah, uh, while I was there, I purchased an acoustic guitar from the local um, music shop in the harbour town where my mother lived and sort of gradually got back into music and songwriting again. That's when I started writing a lot of the songs for Edit the Empire. (coughs) Excuse me, (coughs) Edit the Empire. And, um, yeah, it was just from there that I was able to sort of, uh, because I was in such a sort of clear headspace time, I was able to really sort of create and stuff and really flesh out some ideas and things and also take some of the ideas I had from the past while I was in London and then Exeter and stuff. And, um, yeah, from there... um, I was sort of working different jobs and just songwriting, but unfortunately my visa ran out in New Zealand. So I um, had to make a choice. Was I going to stay in, uh, was I going to go to England, go back to England and try it all over again? Or um, one of my friends who was working with me, actually had just come over from Melbourne and he was just telling me how great Melbourne is and how the the live music scene's good and everything. and. Um, yeah, I just uh, started doing a bit of research and I just actually found out that Melbourne was actually, at the time, it was the live music capital of the world. There was actually a big reputation there for live music and things, which I thought was a no-brainer. So I just thought, right, I might as well go along to um, Australia. So I uh, got a working holiday and went over to to Melbourne. And um, yeah, as you mentioned with the farm work, so when, you, when I got to Australia, I actually had to do... 88 days farm work which is oh, um wow yeah it's something that you just have to do uh when you're from what well, you used to have to do when you were from uh the UK and uh if you wanted to extend your visa and um so I went up to uh Mildura which is like a country town just north of uh on the northern border of Victoria and uh yeah just did some fruit picking and it was very ple- very nice really like you know sunsets and nice vineyards and stuff. It was very, very Mm. pleasant. Um, But um, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a few like things I was a bit concerned about with the snakes and the spiders, but we didn't really see anything, you know, really. It wasn't, I saw a few spiders, but that was about it. And uh, yeah, um, from there I was able to also write some more songs as well, just while on the, in the hostel with all the other backpackers and that and played a few songs to the backpackers and they quite liked it you know it's quite a nice environment um but uh unfortunately the work then dried up and then i had to move on to another farm which was dairy farming and that was a bit more (laughs) (laughs) that that was certainly a bit of an experience you know the the uh shepherding cattle and stuff it was all quite interesting but um it was all an experience and again i was able to work on more music as well while on that farm and it really just drove me to get back to the city and start this dream of doing a band because I think when you're, when you're sort of stuck in a rural area and there's no, and you're from, and I mean, really I'm a city boy, really I'm from, you know, a, a small city in England, but, and I've lived in London and stuff. So I was quite keen to just get back to, I, I, I mean, I do love rural areas, but I was just quite keen to get back to the city and just really get the band started. So I then, um, yeah, then I'd finished my 88 days and, um, I was rushing back to Melbourne and um, I was just from there, I was able to sort of start to hang out at the local cherry bar, which is like a rock bar in, um, in Melbourne. It's quite well known um, with a lot of uh, celebrities when, you know, the big rock stars, when they play their shows at the big stadiums, they tend to have their after parties and things at the cherry bar. I think uh, the likes of, um, Joey Jordison from Slipknot um, was there and uh, once and also Tom Morello um, from Rage Against the Machiners sort of hung, hung out there and stuff. is pretty cool. Not, I mean, I didn't really see too many celebrities when I was there, but it was still uh, great to be in that environment and just be around other musicians. And uh, yeah, I was able to start catching some music there, different, um, different genres that they have that are quite popular here, sort of like psychedelic rock and blues rock and um taking the different genres and the and the um influence and stuff which was quite cool uh and then started hanging out with a couple friends carl and paul and um we just started jamming in carl's garage on a few uh old amps and electric drum kit and stuff and uh it's just from there that i was able to actually make it into a bit more of a reality the the dream you know actually okay we can actually start to find members and we started attending some open mic nights and uh, also put up a few ads on the internet and we found Mike, our bassist at uh, uh open mic. Um he was just finishing up on the night actually. He was uh playing on the stage and then his singer abruptly walked off stage and he was just left there playing <laughs> bass on the stage. So um so oh I came gosh. up and yeah, so I just came up and um I spoke to him and just said, Would you quite like to um you know, play in, in our group and he, he, he accepted. So he came along and we had a jam in the garage and, uh, Sam, our lead guitarist, uh, joined as well eventually. And, um, that was just from an advert he'd seen online with the demos that i showcased and stuff. And he came and, uh, joined as well. And then the edit edit, the empire was actually born then, and we were ready to start, um, you know, uh, uh, preparing for shows, rehearsing and things. And I think we played our first show in February, 2016 at the old bar. Um, that wasn't quite as good a turnout as the Metronica gig, but it was still pretty good, you know, for a first show. And, uh, yeah, from there, we then went on and created our self-titled EP. Uh, we were trying to aim for a sort of Arctic monkeys, um, Queens of the stone age style, you know, quite heavy rock. Um, ep um and from there we were just able to uh just promote it and take some hard copies send it around to radio stations and things it was quite uh people did quite like it locally but it didn't have quite the success we wanted so unfortunately carl and mike um as they needed to pursue other things they just they left the band and we then had to recruit two other people so we recruited uh dave and felix on drums and bass and uh they were able to come on board, and we picked up. Uh, we picked up rehearsing pretty quickly, and they gelled really well and stuff. And we were then able to um, uh, just do some rehearsals at the local Bakehouse rehearsal studios, and uh, went through. Uh, uh, during that time, I was uh, also because I was on a student visa at the time, and. Uh, was a restriction on your hours so i could only work 20 hours a week which was Mm. a bit difficult so i was just sort of going through that time it was a bit hard i was like with lack and like not much money and was also just suffering a bit from mental health issues and so i was writing a lot of songs about sort of overcoming and finding hope and uh finding faith in trials and stuff like that so that got infused into a lot of our music and that's where we had songs like ray of light and also um even cities electric is a song about hope of a better city you know which i think a lot of people would like to have but um and then uh from there we were able to um start uh performing at the local sh- uh venues and stuff and yeah it was really good um uh, people are just gradually um you know, uh, coming to our shows and things. And um, the uh, Ray of Light had a bit of um, traction online and stuff, people quite liked it. And uh, we managed to get uh, This City's Electric in Happy Mag, which is a local magazine in um, Australia. And that was quite good just to get some exposure and things from the media as well, which was good. But unfortunately we released uh, This City's Electric at the end of 2019 and of course, COVID then uh, yeah. impacted Melbourne and it impacted Melbourne so severely that it just uh, with the heavy lockdowns and things and everyone was just focused on on that. We just thought, yeah, it didn't really get a good release, and um, so we just thought uh, we'll, we'll re-release it now. Where we're now sort of there's a bit of a sense of rebuild at the moment in Melbourne in the city, so.
2: Okay, it yeah. sounds rather it sounds rather interesting too. And uh, how'd you first come up with the name Edit the Empire and the story behind that, or how'd you come yeah, up well, with the
4: title? Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, I was trying to find a band name for quite a long time. Um, you know, it's, it's it's always quite funny uh, trying to come up with a name. You know, some people will find your name funny, other people will find it really cool. But we actually came up with um, Edit the Empire because. Um, I thought that because it expresses what an artist kind of wants to do. You know, all artists want to change their environment. They will, they will want to have an impact. They will want to technically edit their environment or their empire. Or the but, direction. Uh-huh. Yeah, the direction. I think every, every artist drives to do that it, in, in a positive way. And uh, it just felt like it was just quite a impactful name and had quite a a lot of people quite liked it when we mentioned it so we just we stuck with that and so far it's been (laughs) it's Mm. it's gelled yeah so so
2: it it made me think of a movie as well too so when i think about i've heard some strange things too like you know told the wet sprocket came from a monty python um the, um, an episode of Monty Python ACDC, you know, got it from a vacuum cleaner. I've heard all kinds of stories, but <laughs> yours is a really good one, too. I like that. So, we'll talk more about your release, Ray of Light, the Fall and This City's Electric, and more into your career. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at Show.com, powered by web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Web Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable, custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800- 303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960 or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. SonicWebStudios. Take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author, Mia molson If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia molson available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson has garnered great reviews and Evil Love and Enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Minnewitz. So grab your copy today. Furkles Missing by Mia Molson Zia available on amazon also check out the mike weiner show at the mike or or over 40 podcast platforms heard in 100 countries including hamilton radio.net diamonds fm oldies radio and a few others coming soon tickets with you on any mobile device subscribe to the mike weiner show on the youtube channel follow the mike weiner show on instagram twitter and tiktok today for great gift ideas go to amazon.com and check out the mike weiner show podcast and for more great gift ideas go to amazon.com slash me and for great books, merchandise, and more. Also, check out The Mike Wagner Show uh, and support us on Anchor FM, PayPal, mikewagnershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with singer, songwriter, and leader of Edit the Empire, Pat Clark here on The Mike Wagner Show. And um, you talked about uh, how you went from the UK to uh, Australia, back to the UK, New Zealand, and Australia and more, too. And um, you talked about some of the uh, influences as well, too. Who are some of the other uh,
4: favorite um, singers, songwriters, and musicians growing up, besides the ones you mentioned? Uh, Yeah, well, um, I I had a quite interesting upbringing because mum used to work for, um, back in the 70s, she used to work for Trojan Records, which is um, a uh, reggae record company. Uh, Had the likes of Desmond Decker and Lee Scratch Perry and things. So I grew up with, and also uh, they did try to sign Bob Marley, but Ireland signed Bob Marley, Um, but she still played a lot of Bob Marley as well. So there was a kind of reggae, influence in in my life as well growing up and um then from my dad's side there was more sort of like 70s rock like Fleetwood Mac and um Black Sabbath and uh uh Die Straits and things like that and so um I, I was and I was exposed to that sort of music at quite a young age so that was quite cool being able to listen to it and just um sort of hear the different sounds and stuff. But I guess growing up from my own uh, perspective, it would have been more bands like Queens of the Stone Age and um, Arctic Monkeys as well, which is a British band, uh, which, uh, yeah, uh, had a great influence on me because they had, especially their early stuff, because it was very much um, connected to sort of being in your young 20s and growing up. And it just came out just when I was in my 20s. So I was very much sort of, yeah, able to sort of connect with that style of music. And um, I've also been quite into, um, you know, um, uh, some of the Australian rock music as well, like Tame Impala and uh, Holy Holy and bands like that. And also they have this radio station here called uh, Triple J, Hmm. which plays a lot of um, local talent, which is quite cool. Um, Just listening to a lot of the local... Uh, Indie rock and uh, alternative rock and stuff. So that's quite good.
2: Yeah. You you also talked more about Ray of Light as well, being the EP, and maybe just a few more songs uh, about to discuss as well. If you have some other works to talk about, feel free to do so.
4: All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Ray of Light um, sort of was a song that I tried to write about um, just sort of overcoming um, difficulties, overcoming uh, sort of. when you're in a uh, time when you're, you're finding it quite hard and stuff. And just knowing that there's a ray of light, there's a hope in the future, you know, sort of thing. And I just wanted to convey that in a song so that people, when they, if they're going through that, they'd be able to listen to it. And hopefully it would give them a bit of edification, you know, sort of thing. And, um, yeah, that uh, that single, uh, we, uh, released at the start of 2019 and, uh, played quite a few shows to promote it and things and people quite liked it and stuff, but it derived uh, a lot of the influence for that song was from the band uh, Boston, you know, more than the feeling. I was just Yes, that's
2: right. That's a classic. I
4: love it. Yes. (laughs) It's it's such a good song. Yeah. I was, I was just listening to that song so much at that time while I was at work and stuff, they were playing a lot of the, um, you know, the classic rock and stuff. And I just uh, remember listening to it and just thinking this is such a quality song. I mean, I wish I could sing, wish I could sing quite like, uh, the lead singer on, on it. Cause it's, uh, he goes quite high on it, but, yeah, um,
2: yeah, Tom Schultz, he, he likes to spend like hours on recordings to try and get the per- perfect pitch, timbre, and everything else. It's like, you don't, know, you, you know, you're trying to work perfection. He takes to a high level. That's why he's successful. And so is Boston.
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, so, and also too that, uh, this day is electric. You released it um, a couple of times as well. And the, um, the real release uh, that's out too. So what exactly inspired you to release it like the uh, third time or so, or like, you know, especially the second time and maybe for a fourth or so. Uh,
4: Yeah, I think it uh, inspired me because um, we really wanted to, because we've released it sort of um, around uh, just before COVID and stuff. It just didn't seem appropriate because, the city in Melbourne was going through quite a difficult time and then we just feel like there's a bit of a rebuild at the moment so it feels like it's a good time to maybe re-release the single and the single is uh influenced by just um uh well it originally was influenced by me going from the farm work to Melbourne and coming to a new city and seeing all the um you know the, the buzz of the city the buzz of melbourne the the kind of um uh the whole sort of environment and how it was it did feel quite electric when i when i first got there you know just the um the 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 night the nice um city and stuff and then i just realized that um yeah just wanted to really we just wanted to release the song and um Kind of we're just hoping that people will be able to enjoy themselves more listening to it and be able to you know, there's more people going to parties and also people out on nights out will be able to listen to it and we're just hoping people can connect with it more. So
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And where can we find all our music
2: at including this city's electric, ray of light, the fall and more? Where can we find all our music at?
4: Uh yeah, you can find it all at Spot Spotify or um Amazon Music or um iTunes. Um and also on YouTube as well, we have uh, all the uh, EPs and um, singles and stuff on uh, on YouTube as well. And also there's a music video for The Fall on, on YouTube as well, which we shot in um, 2017.
2: Okay. And We're certainly... That- all right, we'll certainly check those out. What's coming up for Pat Clark with uh Ed, the Empire? We'll find out in just one minute. You listen to the Mike Wagner show at the powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, International Warring, Author Mia You're Missing, available on Amazon paperback and ebook. We'll be back with Pat Clark of Edit the Empire after this timeout.
0: The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios.
1: He is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout-out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing. Available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers, and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to The Mike
0: Wagner Show. You heard me.
2: We're back with Pat Clark with at the empire here on the Mike Wagner soul singer songwriter leader based in Australia from the UK. And, uh, what can we expect from you in 2022 and beyond Pat?
4: Yeah, well, we're really just at the moment, uh, we're just looking to, um, uh, write some new material for a new album at the moment. And we've just been experimenting with different sounds and different genres. Um, so we're looking to try and get a new album out, um, later this year and, uh, We're also looking to do some, uh, we'd be quite good to do an East Coast tour of Australia. So to go up to Sydney, Brisbane, and um, just uh, experience more of the Australian live music scene, especially checking out Brisbane and Sydney and also Byron Bay, which is kind of like one of the uh, party capitals where there's a lot of uh, travelers and stuff tend to go there. So it'd be great to play some music there and see how it goes, you know?
2: Nice. That that sounds very interesting. I think that put on my bucket list to come to Byron Bay. I think that's a really good one. I like that. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and awesome.
2: who do you and who do you consider biggest influence in your career?
4: Uh, I definitely would say um, Nirvana. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, Kurt Cobain. Um, definitely, just completely changed my life as a musician. Like I was listening to like pop music and R and B and. Didn't eat, I was more sort of wasn't even thinking about playing a instrument or anything. But then when I listened to Nirvana's live album and also to Nevermind and stuff, it just completely changed uh, my perspective and it just drew me to wanting to play guitar and just um, to and also has and it has has had an influence on the way that I structure my songs and put the songs together. You know, having the loud choruses and the quiet verses and similar to Nirvana. You know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, they've certainly had a massive influence. And even Foo Fighters as well, you know, Dave Grohl's band as well, they've had a massive influence, just um, that Northwest American sound, you know, it's really good.
2: Mm. Yes, it does, and certainly amazing as well, too, how it all comes together. And uh, what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
4: Uh, yeah, just just keep, keep trying at the dream, you know, keep going, keep going for it, and um, just uh i'd say like the best thing to do is to to practice and practice and practice as much as you can you know it does it do, when you have a show uh don't leave it to the last minute like just keep keep practicing keep practicing this or it'll always pay off and you'll always do better on that show if you rehearse more for it and also um you know if you have that hope and that faith inside of yourself to to get to a certain goal just um just don't give up. Just keep keep going with it. Keep keep stepping forward and try different opportunities. Just see what yeah, will land for you. You know what will come about.
2: Mm, that's really interesting advice. I seem to like that. Once again, we Pat Clark with Ed The Empire here on the Mike Wagner show with the cities electric, the fall, and ray of light. And uh, Pat, very big thanks you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having again soon. Make sure you keep nice. this up to date, keep in touch. Love to you back. We wish y'all best. And um, once again, what's your what's your upcoming? Tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact or can people purchase or check out your works at?
4: Yeah, so um we, uh, you can purchase our uh, music on um, iTunes and uh, also on uh, Amazon Music as well and also on Bandcamp. Um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, we've also, we're hoping to get, play some more local shows in Melbourne soon. So if anyone wants to come and check us out, we'll probably be at the local Cherry Bar or at Workers' Club or something. Um, but you can check out our Facebook, uh, Edit the Empire, uh, to see if uh, there's any local shows coming up near you. So,
2: okay, we'll certainly do that. Once again, Pat, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date, keep in touch. Love to having you back. We wish you all the best. You definitely have a great future have you.
4: All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, mate. Thank you.